All right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking. And I am your host, Alex Mason, back again here with some more discounted cash flow analysis, my friend. (laughs) Going through all of these things because we need to understand all the ins and outs of DCFs, especially if we're getting ready for interviews, if we're getting ready to just do our jobs. This is a core part of investment banking. And even as AI is growing in importance um, and maybe AI one day will do a lot of the DCF work for us, which I do see that coming on the horizon eventually one day um, in a not too distant future at all, we still need to know what DCFs are. We need to understand all the inputs Because remember, robots and algorithms can do things incredibly fast, but they cannot replace our understanding as humans of what's going on. Um, It's kind of like in school when you learn about like calculus and algebra and all these things. Well, in the real world, you may never have used those things. You may use calculators or software, but those things are driven by the same things that you probably learned in school. So it's good to understand where these things actually come from. But I digress. What today's question is related to is, again, DCFs, and it is this. Why would you not use a DCF for a financial institution? Why would you not use a discounted cash flow model for a financial institution? Now, we've talked a little bit in the past about the fact that financial institutions can be a little bit different than other types of companies. And we're going to explore this here in these next couple of minutes. Banks and financial institutions, they're special types of companies when compared to those in the rest of the economy because their product is money itself, which is very different than other companies. Most companies make money as a byproduct of selling some type of good or a service. So the business model is fundamentally different. And here I'm referring specifically to banks, right? Banks lend money. That is their product. And there's interest that's collected and then interest that's paid out to depositors. They collect a spread on that. And then they also collect money from fees for various types of activities that they do related to financing. Of course, there's other types of financial institutions like insurance companies, for instance, which is a whole nother ballgame. And we're not going to get into that. But just understand that these are special types of companies. Banks use debt differently than other businesses. Their loan portfolio, for example, is an asset on their balance sheet. And the asset on their balance sheet is actually a liability on a corporation's balance sheet because they're lending money to corporations, as an example. And also we can think of it in terms of interest. There's another difference here. Interest is one of the primary ways that banks make money. So if we think about earnings and EBITDA specifically, earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, that wouldn't tell you that much for a bank compared to, say, a food company or a software company because it's earnings before the interest. But if a bank's primarily, primary way of making money is with interest, that number is going to be really, really small. That's why we look at net income for something like a bank. And then also, your changes in working capital could be really large in magnitude and be more than the actual net income of a bank. 
So looking at the operating cash flow of the company might not be as useful as it is with other types of companies. So that's why you might not want to use a discounted cash flow analysis for a bank or financial institution. So what do you do instead? What do you do instead? Well, instead of a DCF, there's other types of models that are out there that you can use to look at the value of a bank or financial institution. Specifically, there are two specific ones. One is called the dividend discount model, and another is called the residual income model. Now, I personally don't know a lot about the residual income model because I've never studied that one in the past, but I do know dividend discount model. I played around with these models a little bit myself. And basically what you're doing with that kind of a model is you're basing the value of a business from the cash flow of its dividends. So instead of looking at free cash flow specifically and discounting based on that, you're looking at the dividends a business is likely to produce in the future and basing the value on that. So still same in principle in terms of cash flow, but banks as a corporation and as an industry tend to pay out a lot of dividends to shareholders. So it makes sense to value the business using that kind of a model. So there's some other things that you and I can do here when looking at banks and financial institutions. Okay, that's what I got for you here today on Investment Banking Insights. Thank you so much for the messages. Thank you so much for the ratings and uh, you know all the love that you've shown me here on the show. And I hope you have an incredible, amazing day. I really do. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.